Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. It's the summer of 2021, and I am busier than ever. I've been filming and producing and directing for Living Waters Way of the Master, and as well as doing a lot of traveling to evangelism conferences. I had the wonderful pleasure of speaking at the Tulip Time Outreach in Pella, Iowa. Check that out at tulipgospeloutreach.org. Just an awesome awesome time of evangelism and, and training out there. And they do this every year. It's, it's an amazing outreach. You should check out that website. And before that, I was down in St. Louis with Christ Fellowship Bible Church, Pastor Jeffrey Kirkland. I wanted to go and do a story on a pastor who is a example of someone who's leading their fellowship in evangelism. And Jeffrey Kirkland really is that. He's taking his church members out to a college campus on Monday, and then an abortion clinic on Tuesday, and then a downtown area on Wednesday. And I was only there three days. I don't know what they do the rest of the week. But it's a really great, tight group of people who are just minded of evangelism. Is that that's a, that's grammarly horrible. Evangelism minded and it was just really a blessing to be around that. The pastor, I mean he's he's a pastor, right? So he's doing Bible study preparation during the week, he's doing counseling, he's doing all the 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 normal pastor stuff, and yet he's also making it a point to take his people out multiple times a week for a couple hours here, a couple hours there and just training them in evangelism. So at some point, all this video will show up on a, a Way of the Master episode. Um, don't hold your breath because these things usually take a, a pretty long time to produce. Um, and then dealing with the TV stations, they like to have things months in advance. So, you know, it's, it's a process, but you got to trust the process. Not everything can be posted the minute it is uh, filmed on Instagram or whatever. So anyway... That's what I've been up to. One of the uh, funny and not so funny things that happened to me on my traveling, I, I was in Iowa and a guy comes up to me and he says, hey, I listen to your podcast. I, I really like it. The thing I don't like it is that you don't do it very often. <laughs> so that was kind of a blessing and a stab at the same time. <laughs> but anyway, this is for you. This is for you who, who said that to me. It was it was a. Uh, it's kind of fun. So anyway, um, I was looking at some of my uh, old videos, just stuff that I've recorded and, and haven't really released. And there's this one um, that I'm going to play today. The guy in it, he goes, he calls himself Bad Pappy. So this is the Bad Pappy edition. And you're going you're gonna to see why he calls himself Bad Pappy during the interview. But set the scene here. I'm open air preaching with my paint board at Oceanside. After I finish my presentation, Bad Pappy walks up and he starts talking to me. Very pleasant guy. And he's just very curious. And, you know, I lead him through. I, I just kind of clarify the gospel. Again, that's what I like to do. When I give a, a gospel presentation in the open air, I'm not always aware of exactly who is paying attention. And so a lot of times at the end, people will come up. I don't know if they've been listening to the entire message. I don't know if they got the last 20 seconds or what. But anyway, if someone's given me their time and they're standing in front of me, I'm going to make sure that they understand the gospel. So I took this gentleman through the gospel. And, you know, so the recording is going to pick up right after that happens. <laughs> 
Now this audio is from my GoPro, which was on my chest. And so because of that, my audio is very good. His audio is not so great. It's just lower volume simply because he's further away from the microphone. So I'm going to do my best to, to help you to hear everything he says. So I just apologize ahead of time for the bad audio mix. My sound man wasn't um, with me there that day with his boom mic and uh, all that stuff. So anyway. Where do you think you would go? Like if you were to die right now. Go to hell. And, and that. And we are right next to the train. And so this is a funny thing at Oceanside in this one area where I'll, I'll preach at. Train tracks go by, I would say they're probably about... I don't know, 50 to 100 yards away. And so I'll be preaching and there'll be people standing around listening and the train will go by and there'll be about five or 10 seconds of just horns blasting to where I, I, I literally have to stop and just like put my finger, finger up and just motion, just a minute. <laughs> and then uh, after the train goes by, I'll keep going. So yeah, that's a good old train in Oceanside. Here's the thing, you... You're in a place where on the day you will die, you will go to hell, and you understand that. But God, out of his great love, he's, he's made a way to rescue you from that, right? And that way is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, it's like as if a legal transaction was made. You broke God's law, Jesus paid the fine, right? And, and so what it means to trust in that is basically to... To believe that, and if you really believe that, then your life's going to show it. So many Christians are just terrified of the thought of telling an unbeliever that they are going to hell. But I will tell you, I do it all the time. It's just part of the gospel. It's part of a good gospel presentation. If people think, well, I just need to accept Jesus because my life will be happier or better or whatever. I mean, that's not why Jesus came. Jesus came to save his people from their sin and the penalty of sin. Now, obviously, when a person does get saved, when they when they find themselves living a life glorifying God, they're not going to really care about hell anymore because that's been taken care of, and, and so many things are going to happen in their life for the better. But when I am on the street preaching the gospel, I just want people to understand that if they reject this message, if they trample the Son of God underfoot, they will be going to hell. And it has nothing to do with me and my message. They're already on their way to hell because of their sin, because they're living as an enemy of God, as it shows clearly in the Bible in places like Romans chapter 1. We have to get to the point as Christians where we can deliver the message, the truth about sin and judgment and God's righteousness and the due penalty of sinners, which is hell. And so, you know, at first, I guess when I started sharing the gospel with a lot of people on a regular basis, it was probably a little hard, a little, you know, I, I, I felt a little awkward or a little nervous to, to let out the H word. But if you are able to talk to someone calmly and in a loving way, you know, I mean, I'm not screaming at this guy. I'm, I'm not pounding him. I'm, I'm just talking as if I'm ordering a Starbucks or something. I'm just talking with the same tone of voice that I do on a normal basis. You don't have to yell at someone or be mad while you're telling someone that they're on their way to hell. You, you just don't. So anyway, I would encourage you if you're a Christian and you are afraid to tell someone that they're going to hell, I would say, you know, pray, ask God to help you to get over that because it's important. People need to understand their fate. They need to understand why they need 
a savior. Right? So if I was if I was to say to you, I am a pro skater. I'm the best skater around here. So right before this, I, I basically said something along the lines of, you might say you're a Christian, but your life is going to show it. Your works are going to be an evidence of your faith. And that's just normal Christian life. It's the book of James. Our actions reveal who we really are. It doesn't mean we have to do good works to get saved, but it means that when we do get saved, the Holy Spirit is going to change our lives and we will do good works. That'll be the fruit of the Spirit. It'll be the evidence of salvation. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm basically illustrating that. And there's a skateboard on the ground and it's turned over right in front of me. And I'm, I'm saying just because you say you're a pro skater doesn't mean you are a pro skater. All right, so that's what this is all about. Skate tough. And then I was, I was to, yeah, I said, let me borrow your skateboard and show you, show you a trick. And then, I, and then I put it like this. Like this, is, it's upside down, and now I'm motioning like I'm pushing it while it's upside down. See how good of a skateboard I am? You're going you're, you're gonna to look at me and say, this dude doesn't know how to skate. He's, he's, he's all talk. And in the same way. Right, I get it. The, okay, so you know what I'm saying? So in the, in, the, in the same way, when we say that we believe in God, we say we trust in God, we might even pray, and yet God sees our life. He sees our action. He sees whether or not we, we, we really are what we say we are. So like, so like with me, many years ago, I was involved in uh, sexual sin. And on the day that God saved me, all that stopped. No more. No more looking at pornography. No more. N- none of that stuff. And so years went by and, and, you know, over the years it was consistent. And so that, that, was, that was a true slip? conversion. Uh, n- never slipped in that area. No. The Bible says to make your calling and election sure. So even if, even if you can look back and say, you know what, I've slipped, I've messed up, that's, that's yesterday. Today is right now. It's a new day. And God does have the power to strengthen you in whatever area it is. Make your um, an election. Make your calling an election, sure. So you've heard a lot of this stuff before. Yeah, but I like hearing it from you. That's good. Yeah, yeah no, do, ab- absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Good job. So are you an artist? I don't know if you call that art. <laughs> I got to laugh at my jokes because nobody else does. I, 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 learned, I learned that in order to, to do the message. So I'm not really a artist. I, I, in order to preach this message, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned this. So I don't do a lot of paintings other than this. It's cool, yeah. But that, that was kind of... That's your, that's your most favorite one? That's my... Yes. Do you do a lot? Uh, do you do a daily? No, I don't do it daily. I usually come out here about once a week in the summer while this, this street fair is going on. I'm, the street fair that's no longer going on because of uh, COVID. Thursdays? Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I love us. I'm from San Juan. Okay. So anyway, yeah, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. The Bible's great. Have you read the Bible much? You familiar with it? Man, you know what? When I was locked up, they're all, oh, all of a sudden, sir, for reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. But you know what's weird is I was, uh, I was worried. I was worried about things. Uh, I was in Moscow prison. I hadn't been, hadn't been dealt with in five months, and I'm I read Proverbs every day. Every day. I'd wow. Read so like, you know, January 2nd. Yeah. Proverbs, Proverbs 2. 2. That's great. It was January 1st going into January 2nd late at night in, in like 120 man dorm. Mm-hmm. And she was like going, it's okay, take my hand. I'll be fine. Hmm. She was like translucent. And she was like, take my hand. Who's, who's the she? She was beautiful. And she was just telling me it's going to be okay. Take my hand. 
Okay. And who, who's... Please take my hand. Is that a spirit Trust or something? Me. Yeah, she was just tall, translucent, okay. blonde hair. And I grabbed her hand and I started screaming. Like I was going... Because I was going flying through the light, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Flying through the light. Well, things just got interesting with uh, Bad Pappy here. Isn't that crazy? So up to this point, he's just listening, he's tracking, and then all of a sudden he tells me this story about basically this vision of some kind of translucent woman taking him to the light. And and so what you're about to hear is this man's interpretation of this. And it's really interesting. The reason I think this is so important just to catch this is because so many people, they have some kind of experience and then they read something in the Bible and then they mush those two things together and now they have their theology. Now they have their understanding of what God is like. So again, he's just described this vision he had while he was in prison. And then the next day he reads something in the Bible. They're all, so if I wake up, you having a nightmare? And I'll say, well, that was a nightmare. And then I go back to sleep. So in the morning, I do my routine, right? So they feed us in the dorm. And the guy, you know, behind the podium, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cop behind the podium was all, demons in the sleep last night. And I go, oh, not really. And then I went and ate breakfast, made my bed, and I laid down to do Proverbs 2, January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Take the hand of wisdom, so will show you the light of God. Yeah. Is that spirit someone you continue to try to contact with or, or trust in or anything like that? The funny thing about that is, is that I found it in AA. Huh. I found it in AA. Well, there you go. So he had a vision of a woman taking him into the light. And then the next day he reads in the Bible, take the hand of wisdom. And now he's trusting in this thing. And as you're going to see in a minute, he's not reading in Proverbs wisdom as in the application of knowledge. He has this idea that there's some spirit out there named wisdom that he's now got to follow or or something. He really doesn't know much of the Bible, but he knows that little nugget of experience mixed with Proverbs 2 that he found. And that's a dangerous place to be where you know just enough of the Bible to know it wrong. You know, just enough, you know, so many people know the, 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 the verse, um, do not judge. And of course they apply that to everyone else around them. Um, when, when they're getting criticism, don't judge me. You're a Christian. You shouldn't judge me. We're told do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So it's wrong for me to look at someone say with a, you know, Marilyn Manson shirt on and just say that person's evil because for all i know that per- that marilyn manson shirt might be the only shirt that homeless person has that someone gave to them and for all i know this person might be someone who's reading their bible and and following christ and getting out of some horrible situation like i have no idea what a person is like on the inside just by looking at the outside so we're not supposed to judge anyone in that sense but what people do is they take that little don't don't do not judge um they take it out of context and then they use it as a force field for anyone who has anything to say about them don't judge me man just because i'm doing crack and and raping people and robbing banks you don't don't judge me so anyway that's where we're at today let's get back to a bad peppy so just so you know um when the bible talks about wisdom it's this bible study was saying that it was wisdom is, is god's wife 
Yeah, that's not correct. If you, if, if you just, if you just, so, so wisdom is just wisdom, like knowing, knowing what to do right. Wisdom is wisdom. Boy, that's a, that's great. <laughs> Sometimes things are like so obvious that it's like, it takes a minute to try to try to explain them. But how's that, man? So he's in a Bible study in AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and he learns that wisdom is God's wife. And then he matches that with this spirit encounter that he had. So for all I know, this guy's thinking God's wife was taking me into the light. And you, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know my thoughts on Alcoholics Anonymous. A few episodes back in the podcast, you can find some episodes on alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. So Bad Pappy learned at some kind of Bible study in AA that wisdom is God's wife. And um, one of the things that kind of made me laugh, something that I said is, he said, wisdom is God's wife. And I said, yeah, that's not correct. And, you know, it's like, it's like yeah, no. <laughs> um, now, I, I probably wouldn't talk like that to everyone, but I've been hanging out with this guy for, you know, a little, a little bit of time here. Like I said, before I started playing this recording on this podcast, we'd already been talking for a while and he just seems like a you know pretty laid back guy, and and uh, I guess I'm pretty comfortable with uh, this guy. Yeah, that's not correct. You know, it's not an actual that's a, that's person. That's a big thing. Is like people talking, saying yeah. they know this, and they, oh yeah, this is how it goes down. And I'm like, oh right. yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's, that, that's why it's so I important. To, I heard, you know? It's so important to read the Bible for yourself. Okay. Okay. But but one thing I just want to just kind of uh, warn you about because I, I mean I mean I like the fact that you came up here and you talked and and you just seem like a guy who's who wants to know the truth. The Bible actually says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And oh, wow. Nice. Nice reaction. Oh, wow. Man, so it sounds like bad pappy actually uh, cares. You know, 2 Corinthians 11, 13. So it's talking about uh, false teachers, people in the church who claim to be Christians, and they're really just... Uh, you know, counterfeits or just people in there with bad intentions, just bad people in the church. They exist today. They existed back then. But Second Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 13, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Okay? Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Of light, and this is a great verse to know in dealing with the New Age movement and people who claim to have spirit guides and all the the crazy stuff that happens in witchcraft. And people get the idea that through some kind of seance or meditation or all these different experiences people have, they meet some kind of spirit being. Um, they meet some kind of angel of light. I remember, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, the angel craze was like everywhere. You would just see angel figurines and books and the movie, the TV show Touched by an Angel and all this stuff. It was so big. And people just have this idea that if it's an angel, it must be good. And yet the Bible right here in 2 Corinthians 11 says that Satan himself disguises as an angel of light. He's a deceiver. And I'm really glad that Bad Pappy reacted the way he did. You know, he didn't start arguing with me. Uh, he's showing a, a little um, reasonableness as far as listening to what the Bible actually has to say. So that's, uh, that's great. A demon or a fallen angel will basically 
try to try to distract you and get your attention okay. and get your eyes off of off of Jesus Christ. You know, so what is wisdom? wisdom is the application of knowledge, right? So like, there's a lot of people who are, there's a lot. No, and wisdom right? And so basically, what what that's saying is is do what's wise. Different cults actually twist the word wisdom out of Proverbs as well. I've I've heard people say that wisdom is the mother of God, or they'll use it to explain some kind of thing. When the Bible talks about wisdom, it means wisdom as in wise, as in the wise old owl, as in the application of knowledge. It's, it's you know, people are, are so quick to look for like all these secret meanings in the Bible and, and uh, you know, all these uh, clues and all this stuff. But the Bible just talks about being wise. The, the, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And that's the whole theme of the book of Proverbs. Knowledge is knowing what to do. Wisdom is doing it. Okay. Right? All right, all right. So you, you know right and wrong. I can tell that about you already. Yeah. Apply, the application of knowledge. That's what wisdom is. Yeah, I kind of like run from my, from my home side too because it's heavy. Like where I live is heavy. And um, so I'll stay away. You know, she kicks me out a lot. I'm, I'm AKA bad pappy, bad poppy. Huh. AKA bad Happy. So he stays away from his house a lot, and she, meaning his wife or girlfriend or whoever it is he's living with, kicks him out all the time. What's your name? Kenny. Kenny, I'm Eddie. Hey, Eddie. What's up? Yeah. Good to meet you. Yeah, this is a cool gig, man. Thanks. And you have no shame in doing it. That's what's great. You um, speak loud. So rad. All right. I appreciate that. You too, man. Can't believe it. So, 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 an easy uh, place to start in that is just the book of John. Here, take this one out. This should be out. That's that's my picture. Okay, the monkey? Yeah. All right. Do you, can I give you another book without the monkey on it? <laughs> well, no, this, this is what I do. I say, hey, can I give you something to think about? And it says something to think about. And so people, it's kind of like a joke. If you got to explain it, it's not funny. So, yeah, so I got, he's looking at my tracks. I got a little box full of a bunch of tracks and Bibles and stuff. And so he is milling through it and seeing what he's going to get. The something to think about track from Living Waters. That's one of my favorites. So he's checking out tracks. And uh, my son and his friend are there. They're hanging out. They're watching this whole thing. And so uh, Kenny is going to say hi to them here. Can I give you another little book? Yeah. Or you just want the Bible? Okay, let me give, let me grab you one. Little tool box. So your cronies here, Kenny. <laughs> this is Michael. Hi, Michael. I used to have a brother named Michael. This is my son. Has a Michael in their life. This is my son, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. So, uh, okay, so in the Bible, um, and you're Eddie. Eddie. Okay. Old, old Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. So th- this. Are you a good person? This, okay. this is this is just a very simple gospel presentation. It's it's kind of the same thing I was saying over here. You know, okay, I like it. So, um, with the with the Bible, a, a, a good place wow. to start. This is all good stuff for me, especially. So he's looking at the back of some of the uh, gospel tracks I gave him, and including a Bible. You know, you've 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 done honor your father and mother. Yeah, my mom won't even talk to me. Mm. Sober. Then I get mad. Like that makes me mad. So, yeah. But if I honored her. <laughs> Kenny, I'm going to be praying for you, man. Good. Thank you. And I'll pray for you. Thank you. And you. And Michael, Appreciate it. And you too. 
Yeah, everybody has a microphone. He got stung by a stingray. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Kenny got stung by a stingray, so he walked up, and he had this big old wrap around his leg, and, man, I got stung by a stingray before, and it hurts. If you are a Southern California resident and you've been in the water boogie boarding or body surfing or surfing for any amount of time, you, there's a good chance you're going to get stung by a stingray. And it hurts. And when I got stung, I was actually about waist deep of water. I was carrying um, my son, Jesse. He was a baby at the time. And I was just walking through the water, having a good old time. And all of a sudden, man, it felt like someone took a serrated knife and just crammed it through my ankle. It felt so bad. It hurts so much. So what they do, what the lifeguards do when you get stung by a stingray is they make you put your foot into the hottest, most almost scalding bucket of water you can handle. Because I guess that's what get the, gets the poison out, just, just heat. And it also makes you forget about the stingray stabbing you because your foot is just burning. It's miserable. So I remember that experience, so I felt sorry for a bad pappy. Stingray was something but it, else. But it, yeah. The lifeguard was tripping me out, man. He was all price. more hot water? <laughs> yeah, it takes more hot water. That's hard. And then um, the barb, he's all, I don't see that the barb got stuck in there. And I was all, what's the barb? Are you kidding me right now? That's a good lady. I was like that. Two hours after I got, I surfed for two more hours. <laughs> I'm surfing stronger and better than I've ever surfed in my entire life. Like today was the best day ever for me. Surfing. It's great, man. Cool. I yelled so much at the house that it's just not right. Yeah. You know what, man? Pray for the house. Pray for Cindy. Pray for the house. Pray for Kiki. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful people. You know what, man? Trusting in God and asking Him to, to change you? Right. But if God, if, if God was to get a hold of you and, and change you, if you were allowed to, to, cha- to change you, that would affect that whole house, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. Sure. I don't know, though. That's heavy. That's a heavy one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know what, though, man? If think of, it, think of it this way. If God is powerful enough to, to create the universe, know, right? he's powerful enough to, to change us into the people he wants us to be. This book's way better, though. I like this one because I'll go off this one. Yeah. We'll do this one. Sure. All right, man. You guys take care. You too, Kenny. Well, my brother was a trip. We buried him on Halloween. Michael. Mm. All right, man. God bless you, man. What do you think? What do you think? That's my son, Daniel. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I love taking my uh, sons just along with me. Um, just so they can listen in. I want them to grow up understanding that Christians need to preach the gospel and that it's not a scary thing. It's not a super difficult thing. It's just uh, some, something we do. It should be part of our walk. And so, uh, you know, I'll always make it fun for them. I'll, they'll, we'll go out to eat or I give them some candy or ice cream or whatever. So anyway, yeah, it's a good time. But, man, did you hear Kenny at the end there? He said... Uh, I had a brother named Michael. We buried him on Halloween. And one thing I continually understand very well from talking to people is that people are in a lot of pain. And a lot of times, someone who's on drugs, someone who's on who's an alcoholic, whatever, you know, there's always a reason for it. And a lot of times it's going to be they're, they're trying to hide that pain instead of 
running to Christ, they run to the drugs, they run to the alcohol. And so uh, it's just sad. It's, it's, a, it's a sad, broken world out there. And so that's why it's so important for us to be the people who go out and preach the gospel because the pain isn't getting any better. It's simply getting worse and worse, you know? And if, if uh, 2020 taught us anything, it was that this world is just a mess. So if you're a follower of Christ, you have no reason to uh, be a mess or be depressed. Um, get out there and preach the gospel to the lost. God bless you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a good review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to notice Romans Road and give it a listen. The more Christians listening and learning how to evangelize, the more we glorify the Lord. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past present and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddieroman.com. See you next time.